You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Strange Familiar's Christmas special with Monster Fuzz. You'll hear them in a bit. But right now, I'm in pandemonium with Chad. You know what happened to me last night, Chad? What happened to you last night? I was in the office editing this week's episode, and I heard this mysterious knock on the window. A mysterious knock. And then I heard another mysterious knock on the other side of my house. And I ran outside thinking I'd see a belt's nickel. And who did I find but, uh, what's what's the name? (laughs) That's Winter Holzfaller. Is that the Winter Woodsman? The Winter Woodsman in German. (laughs) The Winter Holzfaller. Chad has come up with a new uh, tradition, folkloric figure yep. for yep. It's for our legends. So, I guess we'll have to tell that story now, won't we? I kind of figured it had to be you. <laughs> 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 and I ran outside. Is there a bell snickel knocking on my house? And then Chad comes around the other side with his axe. Yes. 
a Christmas axe-wielding murderer. <laughs> well, the funny thing is you had no idea I was coming. No. You had no idea at all. I mean, no. Allison did. I did warn Allison because I didn't want her to be terrified. When I heard the knock on one window and then on the other, though, I thought, oh, somebody's going around the house. I said, it's got to be Chad. <laughs> well, we are in Pandemonium. We're doing our solstice walk, which if there's anything to report, we will do another episode on that. But figured while we're here, we'll do the intro to this episode with Monster Fuzz. Now, Chad wasn't on with Monster Fuzz, and Allison isn't here for the intro, so that's that. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I almost was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually literally waiting for you to be done with Monster Fuzz before I showed up. <laughs> Though I think it would have been funny if I would have interrupted. That would actually have been pretty good. But yeah. I didn't want to do that to you. All right, so let's go ahead and get to our Christmas chat with Monster Fuzz, and we'll be back after that. Anyway, guys, we're here. It's Christmas. How are we all feeling? Are we all doing good? Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing Christmas-y. well. Yeah. We've got a Christmas Allison here for the first time. <laughs> Welcome, Allison, to the to the party. Thank you. It's good is to have the, you here. Is this the yeah, first time a, a woman's been on Monster Fuzz? <laughs> is it the first time? Um, I mean, Shakira. Shakira's Shakira been a lot there. Of- well, yeah, obviously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My wife tends to come on from time to time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I it aside from Shakira, Allison, yeah, you might be the the first lady. Uh, yeah, I, I hope this is. doesn't turn off the audience. Oh, I won't. It oh, won't. our machismo audience. They're, yeah, <laughs> they're gonna hate this. <laughs> no, we, we've had complaints. We we have had people say, um, "You guys should get on more girl guests." Um, but mm. it's it's quite um, they're quite rare in the high strangeness community. Dare I say? And yeah, they're, they're, they're certainly a, a cryptid of their own. <laughs> <laughs> the rare elusive female. Tim, is there any, do you not have you, is there any podcasters of female hosts in high strangeness space? Yeah, there's, uh, there's oh, the Shannon, John Keel lady. Shannon from Into the Fray. Yeah, Barbara from Six Degrees of John oh, Keel oh. and Barbara's daughter as well. And they host and the it Newkirks. Together. Yeah, yeah, Dana Newkirk. The Newkirks just started uh, their podcast. Yeah, so they're they're there. They're definitely okay. in the minority, but they're there. Right. So we need to go and find those guys out then and do a collab. So, um, and I immediately apologize for anyone I forgot. I know I didn't list yeah. people, so I'm sorry. That's one of those questions, isn't it? Where you're like, like you name all your friends. Mention. Thank everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's literally. Um, so today, for everyone listening, I suppose we're just going to talk a little bit about. Uh, Christmas in general and have a little bit of a chit chat right and then we also have a little bit on the Icelandic Christmas traditions Tim are you familiar with these did you heard anything about them a few of them just in passing you know people tend to share like folklore memes with me and stuff yeah. you know so uh Alison how's about yourself how had you been uh, ever heard of them anything beyond the sugar cubes I'm pretty much lost with Icelandic culture yeah, yeah. Um, they have that really smelly fish. What's that called, Eamon? Can you remember <laughs> oh, that? Oh, the sh- yeah. I, all I know is I've seen loads of videos on YouTube of people trying to eat the smelly fish and mm. then having really adverse reactions to it mm. and so chuckling. L- like Ludafisk? Is that it? Or is it sure that's, like, that's the American <laughs> version of it, right? That's like the um, Midwestern Norwegian version of yeah, the smelly yeah. fish. 
yeah. I mean, every yeah. every culture has their smelly fish, don't they? I mean, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably uh, over here, it's like smoked. Probably haddock is quite smelly. Um, so yeah, guys, we've got a few, a couple of questions here that I sort of went through the archives to find here about Christmas. So I'm um, curious to hear the Renner's answers to these. <laughs> one of the one of the ones that people always ask us is um, Christmas movies. What are your favorites? Mm. Well. There's one movie we watch every Christmas. I don't. Is it technically a Christmas movie, Allison? I don't think it's technically a Christmas mu- movie, but it just happens to incidentally happen during Christmas, and so we watch it in lieu of like insipid Christmas movies. <laughs> right? Is it Die Hard? <laughs> <laughs> no. no I've never Die seen Die Hard. Oh wow, Tim, my man, man. Are you yeah, sure you've never seen that? I'm of the right age sure. to have seen it just accidentally. I've never seen Die Hard. It's a good Christmas film. It is a good Christmas film. It's enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. So we watched the Royal Tenenbaums because it. Um, uh, yes, you yes, could, yes. There's the Snoopy Christmas music in the background, and there's a lot of snow. And I, I haven't seen that Royal mm. Tenenbaums. I don't think. Yeah. Now that you mention it, it does have a Christmassy feel. I never put that together, but that's the. Wes Anderson one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I always it's, get it confused because there's Wes Anderson and then there's the other Wes Anderson who makes like Resident Evil. Oh, yeah. Like, surely he didn't make that really auteur kind of movie. <laughs> and then I remember why I'm getting confused. Like, if, if the blood's on a monochromatic chartreuse outfit, then maybe that's like a, a mashup <laughs> yeah, of the two of them. <laughs> true, true, true. Um, so that's that one answered. Mm-hmm. Here's one that is a kind of a fun one. Well, you guys um, didn't answer. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, our listeners know, but for me, it's 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 Die Hard. Mm. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, it's such a like a lad answer to say oh, Die Hard's my favorite, but it kind yeah. of is like I got a real soft spot for Batman Returns, the oh. Tim Burton one, because that's very Christmassy. Uh, even the doesn't the penguin rigs a Christmas tree with bats and makes the the Christmas queen fall to her death or something. So that's the. That's the is Christmas that the Prince one? The one where Prince no, that's the first one. That's the okay. uh, the original Batman, and then the second one is the one with uh, Danny DeVito and Michelle Pfeiffer in it as uh, Catwoman and the Penguin. And who's the Batman in that? Michael Keaton again. Michael Keaton again. Okay. Yeah, but it's all snowy and Christmas time, and it's got a it's got a nice little Christmas vibe to it. Now, as far as proper Christmas movies, I will watch almost any version of the, of the Christmas Carol. I just I love that story. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, have you yeah. ever done anything with that on Strange Familiars or anything? Retold no. it or anything? No, no, mm. that's an interesting idea. Though. Yeah, this that was because I know when we did the Edgar Allan Poe, um, the crawl thing, people really enjoyed it. Mm. And the Raven is it? What's the name of it? Is it the Raven or the Crow? <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe's The Crow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's like Wes Craven, James, James, Brandon Lee, James O'Byers, The Raven. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, we, that was really fun and people enjoyed it. So we should probably do something like that again. And I was thinking something Christmassy might be cool. There was a, a few, but they were very wordy, do you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and you'd kind of want to give them a good run up. Um, what guys do you have one to see? This is this is going to be fun to ask you because you have the family moments. Um, maybe some of these might be before those. But do you have any odd Christmas moments? Anything bizarre? Uh, from Christmas, anything that kind of um, threw uh, a spanner in the works, so to say. Hmm. Uh, 
Not besides like your average childhood illness, you know, like the Christmas is spent with one person in the bathroom or something. Other than that, I can't mm-hmm. think of there was anything. St- I was broken into on Christmas day and night. My house was broken into. Um, oh. That was pretty crazy. So that was for me one that stood out was like, a, I was only like probably eight or nine. And mm-hmm. um, it was a Christmas where, you know, when you're that age, you can't even contain yourself. So you're up at like two or three in the morning or something like, and um, I, me and my brother shared a room. And when I look back, I was actually walking up by these guys trying to get into the house. And um, I stepped out, it was pitch black, walked out onto my landing. And next thing I hear glass shatter downstairs. And next thing, my dad runs past me in his boxers um, with a pickaxe handle. Oh, my goodness. And he runs. Flannel man. <laughs> yeah, he's like flannel man, yeah. So he runs down. He runs straight out the front door. We lived kind of in, in town almost. He runs down the road after them. And um, he comes back eventually. But. It, it just Covered so happened. In blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Taking care of that, but it just so happened that those guys had actually um, assaulted a police officer the same night, wow. and we actually had Jeez. policemen and stuff in the house on Christmas Day. So that was a fairly bizarre Christmas moment for me. I think it's one that I, I'll yeah. never forget. Really, you know. Oh, and as you're older, you must be thinking like we were going to get some kick-ass presents if people were willing to break in and get them. <laughs> oh, true. My my Game Boy Color was downstairs, and to be honest, if they had to tried to take that off me, I was going to punch him at nine years old. <laughs> yeah, I would have been attacking him. I remember being six or seven, and everyone in primary school, everyone was like, "Oh, what are you getting from Santa?" And everyone was getting like the hoverboards from. Back to the future, because we didn't realize you couldn't just ask for anything because everyone was, you know, <laughs> Christmas was this magical time. And I was like, hmm. So I secretly I gave him my usual Santa letter with I want a Game Boy, blah, blah, blah. But in my mind, I was like, all right, Santa, that's just all bullshit. Never mind that letter. I want spider powers like Peter Parker. <laughs> so I I kind of I believed that I would just wake up on Christmas morning and have the proportionate powers of a spider for like wow. a four foot eye child and so the first thing i did when i got up <laughs> i love this is i just i just jumped at the wall with my like <laughs> fingers in that kind of curled spider pose fully expecting to stick to the wall and i can still remember the moment of realization where my hand hit the wall and i expected to just you know like going to like just freeze there and i'd be on the wall and i just kept moving and my head bounced <laughs> off the wall fell back onto my bed and broke one of the one of the wooden lats in it and i remember rolling off it and just going god thank god i sent that letter this could have been a really disappointing christmas <laughs> at like six or seven years old so yeah no no sweeping around for me that christmas i remember i was about five years old and uh knew the spider-man spider-man was my favorite mm. and uh i <laughs> I don't remember if I let the spider bite me or if I was messing around with the spider and, <laughs> yeah. and I, I got bit. And I remember I went to my mom and I was like, am, am I going to get spider powers now? And she was like, what are you doing? Don't let spiders bite you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't want All that. these children with brown recluse spider bites that are infected yeah. and need to be amputated. <laughs> this this was a jumping spider, so it, it hurt, but it was it was fine. I was, I was yeah. It is. It's funny at, at that age, like I, because obviously, spy, if you like Spider Man, then you're probably gonna like X Men as well, you know. And I remember as I was kind of hitting puberty, I was like, "This is usually when the X Men 
his powers come, come out. So <laughs> any day now, something really cool is going to happen to me and I'm going to have like, you know, I don't know. Knowing me, I'd have some sort of really rubbish power. Like I can turn off a microwave from a distance, but that's it. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a good one. So we're talking about Santa. How old were you when you found out that he was not really there? Oh, Alison's got a good story about this. All right. So I come from a... a a very non-religious family and um, my mother did not like the fact that she wasn't getting credit for all the money she was spending. (laughs) Right, okay. (laughs) So I remember walking through the mall with her and my sister's two years younger than me and I was about eight years old and she turns to me and she says, so you don't believe in Santa Claus anymore, do you? And I was like, yeah, actually, right as of this moment, I guess I don't. (laughs) She said, keep it secret for a little while because your sister's younger than you. And I was like, he could have kept it secret for me for like a couple more years too, but she wanted the credit. She did like the fact that yeah. this like lie was being uh, given all the that. credit. I can see like I I can see that trend of thought. Like I think in a sense, you know, Christmas is a is a time where you know a lot of parents are like breaking their back to deliver on a child's needs. You know, and mm-hmm. they're really trying to put in mm-hmm. the work and say, you know, especially nowadays, you know, when people are wanting like a PS5 or like a, an e-scooter that's like eight hundred euro or some crazy shit. Then I kind of, in a way, I get it in a sense, and, and in another sense, it's actually very selfless of parents to say for those years and go, yeah, yeah, you, you know, there's Santa, enjoy it, whatever, it's great. But um, I do also feel like it's probably. If you're going to go down the like atheist or agnostic path, <laughs> it's probably a better way to just say straight up, like, yeah, your parent is doing this. But again, it's tough. You don't want your kids knowing too young. I knew from a very young age, much like yourself, Alison, and I kind of felt like it ruined it a little bit for me. Do you know? Yeah. It, well, it felt like um, just disappointing to know yeah. that, like, that people are lying to you or that mm-hmm. there's like less magical things in the world than what you had hoped. Mm-hmm. And then you're thinking, well, there's this vast conspiracy that they tell children every year and it's <laughs> sanctioned. Like, how many more conspiracies are there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I had a similar thing, man, because we start off here. The first one you get is the tooth fairy. So you believe mm-hmm. in that. And then your parents pretty early on are like, yeah, there's no one giving you euros for you know your baby teeth or whatever which is then a we have the easter concept bunny. anyway mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of scary and then they made that horror movie about it which wasn't great but obviously if you saw it at a young age would probably upend you um, <laughs> and then there was a there was the easter money so he gives you the chocolate egg you're a little bit older when you're like oh, okay that one's that's bogus as well and then santa claus is the last one and i remember after figuring out that santa claus wasn't real i'm gonna be like i was pretty sure i was like two or three years they're just gonna be like that whole god thing we've been saying to you that's <laughs> We were just saying that to keep you good. There's nothing. Just there's an abyss. Avoid. Just just to get the job and shut up. Um, so for me, I was I'm probably in second grade. So what's that? Seven, seven eight, seven. Yeah. Okay, so you were young too then. But mm-hmm. but I was the the youngest of six kids. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah. And the way it came to me was, one of my brothers just said, "Oh, he still believes in Santa Claus." Yeah, and it's I was smart, funny, kinda. I was smart oh. enough to figure out, like, well, wait a minute, like mm-hmm. that means other people don't. But I still hung on to it because I like I wanted to believe, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So I, I kind of hung on to it for for that year and maybe the the year after. But uh, that's why I, we have the I, podcast I, we do, Tim. You know, we want to believe. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we're here. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's yeah, cool, man. Like it's 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 funny though. Uh, I my cousin ruined it on me. He just came to me like as soon as he knew he was about three years older than me. 
he was like yeah see you later uh this is the story and um yeah i think i brought my brother in on on it as well because i kind of felt outraged at the whole thing <laughs> that i was like these parents are keeping us uh secret from us and blah 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 so i think i brought him in probably way too young on it as well but um yeah it's yeah. a funny one what about Christmas presents? Did you guys like try to uh, sneak and find the Christmas presents before Every, your parents gave them to you? Yeah, so so as soon as I found out, so I remember it's hilarious because it's just the way that my mom and dad's room was laid out was like they had you know the the bed was there and above the bed was was these kind of like wardrobes I suppose you could say that were up over it by quite a height actually they were kind of a unit that was built into the wall. And so I used to climb up into that, like a little spider monkey getting up into it. And I used to like kind of root around and every year I found the presents like, and I knew. Mm-hmm. And then what I do sometimes is I bring my brother in. I'd be like, look, this is what we're getting. Here's your stuff. Here's my stuff. <laughs> and uh, we'd be both looking at it going, oh, nice. Yeah, cool. Um, I think maybe a couple of years my dad got wise to it, um, maybe, and, and started to move things. But um my friends like that had kids maybe that are a little bit older than me they used to always keep their christmas presents in a friend's house so that the kids couldn't find them which i think is probably wiser makes sense um how's about you guys did you have any um luck finding presents my brothers and my my one brother and and my sister all every year and they'd Mm. be like we know where mom and dad keep you want to know what you got and i was actually always like no i'm good with the surprise Mm-hmm. But they were like, oh, I'm going to tell you. I'm like, oh, come on. Like, hold, you know, hold my ears and go, no, 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 you know. But uh, no, I wasn't, I, I wasn't too into that. I was, I think I was okay. Again, it was part of the magic for me. You know, I'll just, mm. I'll just wait and, and have the surprise. Mm. Yeah, um, I can get that. No, yeah, same. I, I don't think I ever went looking for presents. Um, but I did one year get up at like two in the morning mm. and I had, so I was like trying to, I had got games from my Super Nintendo or something. And, I don't know. Maybe my dad must have probably just gone to bed and probably mm. had a few shandies. So he was like just <laughs> at the start of his hangover, and this little kid was running around the place. And he was like, "Christmas, I'm telling Sandy everything's going back if you don't come back and go to bed." <laughs> so I like went to bed, being like, "All right." And then I think I got up again at four, and he was like, "That's it, Christmas is over." And I was like, "Oh man, it sucks." <laughs> but, yeah, that was. Uh, thankfully, he calmed down by the time it was acceptable to get up. But but he he did he did threaten to cancel Christmas that year. Allison. I'm guessing Allison and her sister never looked, but I don't know. No, but, we never looked. I don't even, to this day, I don't know where my mom would have put them, but we never looked. We wouldn't have done that. We were good. Yeah, yeah. it was a little shit, Well, you were like... convinced your mom had cameras everywhere. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was convinced of that. I thought she would know. And I, I, the only reason I didn't look is because I, I knew that she would know that I looked oh, and I would okay. get in trouble. Right. Yeah. It wasn't worth it. Here's a question for the parents here. Is Christmas better as a kid or as a parent? I think as a parent. Yeah, when they're really little. Yeah, yeah. it's, much it's more so fun. much fun. Yeah, it's just so is much it, fun. Yeah. 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 What's your favorite Christmas that you've done with those guys? If you was there any particular one where you were just like really excited to sort of see their reaction to something? Oh my goodness. We had some good ones, but I mean, that's uh, like they kind of all still blur together. Like yeah, I just can't yeah. remember which individual Lego set or which like. Good <laughs> choice, good yeah. choice of the Legos, mm-hmm. by the way. 
that was always my favorite. Legos. Yeah, mm-hmm. once they got into Legos, it was like that was it every year. I remember one Christmas we got all these Lego sets for him, and Allison and Ursula got sick. Mm. So it was just me and Gideon and all he he was like too young to build the more complicated sets yet. And yeah. all he wanted me to do was build these sets. And my thumbs were so sore from smacking oh, yeah. these Lego pieces together. <laughs> yeah. I remember I just couldn't put any more together after a while. I was like, Gideon, I need to stop, man. I need to stop. <laughs> They're legit. Like those bigger sets, like I've bought a couple of them in my adult years, like even recently enough, during lockdown especially. Yeah. Uh, and then recently I've sort of rekindled my addiction. And like to take legit time i mean like some of those big sets if you're buying them for a kid for christmas you might be putting them together for a day or more oh yeah. yeah yeah it's pretty crazy um was there any particular lego set you can remember tim putting together that you're like this is kind of cool you know i want this myself oh the oh, harry potter castle one of the yeah. early harry potter potter castles and then um any manner of like castle sets or something like that they're probably. cool aren't they yeah. Because that really was good. my favorite when I was a kid. I got at like one of the the castle sets. Was it the Lion's <laughs> Night Castle? That's a fairly popular one. I think they re-released that recently. It's pretty cool. It was like, like a it was yellow. It right. wasn't like the gray they have. It was yellow and it just had a couple horses and it wasn't huge. It's not like the the ones that the kids had. Like mm-hmm. they started making Lego sets like just so many pieces. This wasn't that big, but I just I liked medieval stuff and I liked space stuff. So mm. Lego Lego's favorite. My favorite build was just one I did myself. The kids had this play table, mm-hmm. and I just covered the whole play table. We made this sort of post-apocalyptic city. Nice. Uh, yeah, nice. it was like uh, it was supposed to be over the water, and I remember we called it Bridgewater City, and it was just <laughs> it was legendary. Like with the kids and like you know they they'd go to bed, I'd you know build onto it. They'd wake up in the morning, there'd be like three new structures. They'd be like, wow, awesome. You know? awesome. Yeah. awesome. Lego, Lego is great. Like I really do Lego. I really do love Lego. They 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 opened a shop up in Dublin there recently, and you can go in and um, print your own minifigs and stuff like that. Oh yeah. And, and um, there's like a, I think there's two ways. There's there's like a sort of um, a table with like all the different heads, all the different <laughs> like accessories. And you can just make a figure from that. But then I think there's also like a computer where you can like customize it to exactly what you want and make a little minifigure out of it. So, oh, that's so cool. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that that place cool. is harder to get into than like, I don't know, the Knights Templar. Like, it's, <laughs> it's just, I seriously, I went, I was like walking around Dublin. Every time I go past there, there's just a queue out the door on Grafton wow. Street. It's insane. Yeah. Wow. I was going to go in to try and get. Uh, present for Christmas, and I was just like, "No, I'm gonna see if the toy shop has it." <laughs> I was just like, I, "I can't do this. I'm not queuing up for this place." Yeah, it's 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 an addictive little hobby, the old Lego. But yeah, definitely, when there's baby Robs, there'll be plenty of Lego. Fair enough about that one. <laughs> I, I can tell you now, I'll be I'll be buying all the Lego. There'll be like toddlers, and I'll be buying them like knights, castles, and shit. <laughs> I'll play with that. My dad used to do that, which is the funny thing. Is like I look back now, and I'm like. For the first probably eight years of my life, most of my Christmas presents were what my dad wanted and was too afraid <laughs> to admit it. It was like he got me like one of those really cool Robin Hood Lego sets when I was way too young to be able to use it and like a PlayStation and stuff like that when I was I didn't even know what one was, you know. So Wow. Yeah, yeah. But uh no good times for sure. Um a question here. Christmas food, guys, what's your favorite Christmas food? Anything you you lap up? Mm. This time of year. 
Uh, give, I, give, give me it all. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like to kind of get a start. I don't know how popular a Christmas pudding is over there. Do you guys have Christmas pudding over there? No. No, you're missing out. You're missing I know, out. I know. So you're missing seeing them on, on the baking well, shows, yeah. you know, on the, or the cooking shows, you know. The, yeah. It's uh, a Christmas pudding, Alison, is like, um, what would you describe it, Eamon? It's, um, what is it, like a, a warm, it's kind of like, you know, your Christmas cake. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like if the, the actual raisiny cake body of it was was warm and had a bit more going on there, and then you get this lovely creamy port sauce or a custard on top yeah. of it. Yeah, or yeah, you can go with custard or as well. cream. I, I, I'd be or yeah, you can put anything. Put salt. So on it's it if baked. You want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's warm. So you kind of okay, heat it up, and that's the the thing that always throws me off because he, here pudding is like yeah, it's like a, a yogurt yeah. almost. It's like a, yeah, 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 it's like yeah. a chocolatey dessert. Or we're like we're a, almost getting back into the chips crisps. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> arguments <laughs> again. <laughs> no, it is. It's hard to kind of visualize, but yeah, Christmas cake is probably the best way. I don't know if you, if those are even oh, okay. popular over there, but kind of similar to that. But they're yeah. really tasty. I must actually they're really good. They have a really long shelf life, so I might try and pick one up for you guys and send one over. Yeah. Um, and, and they always the fruit they always, cake here has it's like, like a, a like cake. a shelf a shelf Very like a forever, cake. like with it's, little it's candied fruits in it. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty much it's the same kind of thing. Just it's you, you're supposed to heat it up, but they sell them in like little hemispheres, little plastic hemisphere mm. packaging. So you just put it upside down and put some you know custard or port or whatever you want on it, and there you go. There's your pudding. Oh yeah, no, it's good. I like any baked goods. I like Same. that idea. Same. There's a lot of them for Christmas good. over here. I'm trying to think what else is good. Like trifles are very popular here. Like, do you guys? I don't think trifle is super popular in America either, right? Is that with the layers? Yeah. So sponge mm. with um, jelly or Jello. It's like mixed. Then you have your layer of custard, and then you have your layer of cream, mm-hmm. and then that's kept in the fridge to set. And you would put either strawberries or maybe chopped bananas on top of it. Um, it's delicious. If you're into cream and you're into custard, you'll enjoy it. You'll really enjoy <laughs> oh, yeah. it. It's, it's, it's very good. It's delicious. We're we're having a weird one this year. We're going to uh, my uncle's house, the family are, and we're having a deep fried turkey. <laughs> Ooh, oh, man. yeah, where they go outside and they try not to burn the house down by frying <laughs> yeah, it like, too close to the house, right? Yeah, if you, if you, that could, yeah hopefully up, that won't be how it, how it ends. But, uh, look I'm up turkey deep fryer accidents. You'll find pretty, <laughs> okay. uh, it's a whole genre. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, right. I better I better check this out. He's um, uh, Canadian-Italian. So, like, he just, any food that he makes is ridiculously tasty. He's made, like, mm. these kind of weird calzone type things, and his lasagna is just, it beggars belief. Like, I've never <laughs> tasted anything as good in my life. Yeah, I think. I know, we come from people who have, um, like, boring, well, I, like, my family's Pennsylvania Dutch, so it's, like, actually mm. Pennsylvania German, so it's mm-hmm. a lot of, like, leftover kind of boring german food like yeah. mincemeat cookies and things like that like very like hearty get through the winter kind of foods <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, mincemeat used to actually have meat in it yeah that's right yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so a, a, a sweet but with with a uh, with like what beef in it Alice? which is yeah. gross yeah it would be like... like raisins and beef and <laughs> but then mm. again i've had some indian food that uses raisins and it's quite tasty actually so Maybe, maybe it might work. Uh, mince pies are very good, of course, the classic. Yeah. Do, do you guys get mince pies over there then? With mince, to have mince meat in them? 
No, we don't. That's the oh, thing. And like wow. my mom just happens to make mincemeat cookies. Um, okay. But that might be a mince pie though. That might be might be a kind of an equivalent. Yeah, very similar thing. I yeah, is it is it basically like folded pastry over the mincemeat? Yeah, yeah. So it's almost mm-hmm. like a little pocket. Yeah. Yeah, the, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. That's basically a mince pie. Then really same same oh, idea. Good yeah. to know. Yeah, yeah. That's the same. And and over here we'd have them. If you're feeling mad, like you'd have one hot with a bit of cream on top of it, and it's <laughs> oh, tasty. Yeah. We love cream over there. We're cream <laughs> yeah, on everything. Yeah. <laughs> we do um like uh, New Year's Eve and Christmas Eve. We do shrimp. Is that, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah, for, for Christmas Day, usually as our starter for the dinner, we like have a prawn, a, cocktail, a prawn cocktail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. yeah, we'll do the same kind of thing. Um, you know, with a, a Mary Rose kind of so- sauce. Um, yeah. Thousand um, Island or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty tasty. Yeah. it's a, That's a weird sort of one to do, right? I don't know where that kind of originated from. Yeah. I don't know either because it's like, yeah. And, and what do you particularly eat? available that time of year? I don't know. Oh, yeah. And for New Year's Day, do you have like a special, like, do you do like, like a, spe- a specific um, meal? I think my, I know my family tend to do like a leg of lamb. Mm. and they'll get like relatives open over rather and it's like a roast leg of lamb with roast potatoes and blah 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 i'm coming over (laughs) yeah yeah. oh you're 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 welcome you're welcome we do Um, roast chicken same kind of thing so for us it's uh it's what uh pork and sauerkraut pork sauerkraut mashed potatoes yeah that sounds good as well to be fair which the uh what's the the dish that you you sent me the recipe for rob oh what did I send you? Oh, cold cannon, right? Oh, cold cannon. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of like our version. It's sauerkraut, mashed potatoes, and pork. It's pretty much, it's very similar. You know? oh, my sister did make the recipe because her um, her husband's Irish. Their last name's Grady. So okay. uh, they um, all of his relatives are Irish and they've done the DNA test. They're officially uh, 95% Irish. So Lovely. she said, Lovely. well, maybe he would love this. And they, she said, it, it just tastes like really good mashed potatoes. <laughs> that's it. That's yeah, it. Um, yeah. And I think we're called cannon. For a lot of people, the memory of it is actually better than the end product. I think it's like for my grand food. Yeah, my granddad had it as a kid, like, and I made it for him recently. And he was kind of just like, oh, is that it? Kind of. And I'm like, yeah, it's just mashed potatoes with cabbage and stuff like that. It's a fairly basic dinner. But um, I went for sauerkraut myself, Tim, recently. I went on a quest to uh, the local Polish supermarket here to try and get some sauerkraut because usually we'd have it in our bigger chains but for some reason it was just nowhere to be found mm. um but i got some in the end it was actually quite good i never really had it so um i enjoyed it though tasty yeah yeah i love it it's, it's the fresh or fresher sauerkraut is supposed to be better for your gut uh, i don't know like just the canned sauerkraut or the the bottled mm. sauerkraut tends to give me uh issues digestive issues. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh the the stuff that uh people you know make themselves is supposed to be yeah. supposed to have all the uh with the probiotics or whatever that, that i think help with that yeah, yeah. for so. some people too too many probiotics can be a bad thing too there's like mm-hmm. i think there's like a it's kind of a buzzword now probiotics isn't it but i think for for some people um they're not like super healthy some people they can actually kind of react poorly to to too many probiotics so i i know myself if i take like a probiotic supplement for a couple of days i'll get like really bad heartburn and things like that you know it doesn't really oh, agree with me long term yeah yeah you need a neutrobiotic 
Not pro oh. or anti. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I need a, was it a on prebiotic? The fence, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just another one. But yeah, I, I don't know. It depends for everyone's different, I suppose, right? Mm-hmm. I'm currently drinking a prebiotic beverage. What is it? Oh. Kombucha? It's some kind it of is, fake uh, ass kombucha. <laughs> health aid. It's called oh, health, health aid. aid. Nice, you nice. you can tell aid. it's healthy. Nice. Yeah. Health aid pop. Oh, very good. Sounds good. It, How much sugar it, is in it? Uh, Mostly. Let's see. Uh, total carbs is 3%. Total oh. sugars is 6 gram. Whatever that is. Oh, that's not too bad. That's all right. Drink. It's yeah, only 35 calories bad. for the can. Oh, that's fine then. Yeah, yeah that's all happy days. Sure. Have at I it remember. then. Rob, you're a granny when I was living in, with your cousin in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, she used to have those benefit bars. And oh, yeah. Bring up a packet of them every week. And we all thought they were, they're just sugar. But yeah. we were like, oh, benefit. So it's good. It's a benefit to you. It's good. <laughs> so we, we used to be eating these the whole time. And we're like, oh, I'm feeling sluggish and tired all the time. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, that's no, true. It's funny how that stuff works. Another question here. This is a silly one before we get on to our Icelandic adventure, I suppose, folks, is um, what's the best tasting cryptid? <laughs> which, which one would you cook over the fire for Christmas? Hmm. That's, that's one for you. I mean, you can get more bang for your buck out of a Bigfoot. Yeah, but yeah. that's like cannibalism. It's too yeah, close. Yeah, that's too close. <laughs> You're going to get that prion disease off, yeah. off of Bigfoot, yeah. you know? That's how they make other Bigfoots. <laughs> True. Uh, Mothman might be too. Uh, oh, he seems be, stringy. Yeah. 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 Uh, Chupacabra, Chupacabra could be good. Yeah, yeah. there you go. See? Mm. Yeah. He could be like that, chicken. Mm. Uh, Goatman. There you go. Goat goat man. Man. Yeah, that's good. Smoked goat man. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> make kebabs. Yeah, yeah, he'd be good. Australia there is a pig man if you're if you're into pork. Yeah, yeah, that's true actually. Yeah, the pig man, the bunny man. If you if you want a bit of lean meat. <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose guys will check out this Icelandic folklore here. Sure. Um, have you guys been to Iceland? Never. No. If you ever come over to Ireland. It's a nice little stop on the way. And um, because it's right in the middle between us, really, it's a little bit north, but mm-hmm. it's 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 kind of on the way. And when you're there, you can check out the the lagoons, which are fantastic. Um, the Blue Lagoon, of course, is the most commercial one. Uh, it's like the McDonald's of the geysers. They'll even tell you that when you're there. But... Even that alone is gorgeous. I mean, were you in any of them when you were there? Yeah, yeah, that's the man-made one, isn't it? That you yeah. just you, you have like a little wristband. Yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah. you can go buy beer in there yeah, and they charge yeah. you, and you can get yeah. hammered in a man-made geyser, which yeah, is yeah. good fun. And the water but, uh, is entirely blue. Yeah, yeah, it's it's mm. very nice. Um, to be fair, everything over there. Like, did you see the crystal? coast where there's just giant glaciers or rather broken up glaciers that just are sort of see-through and delicious looking i, I passed a glacier uh i don't think it was that one no i didn't go to that mm. place i know and where the you're black, talking about the black coast and all that yeah there's some really really amazing sites out there yeah it's a, so it's a it's a really nice spot so um even for everyone listening uh it's worth the trip very expensive but mm. definitely worth going to see for a couple of days um it's the land of the ice and snow tim inspired led zeppelin to write the song you know did, did you ever see the uh the what they call them 
necromantic pants or whatever the Icelandic necromantic pants. I haven't wondered. Uh, tell me more. <laughs> They're made out of human skin, oh and they gosh. have the willy still on them. So, oh, nice! Wow. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Then supposedly, wow. like necromancers wore them for some sort of ritual or something. So. Oh, well, not no. just as a base layer to go on walks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess we're it gonna, was hot, yeah. you know. <laughs> you can imagine. Works. We're going to need to keep the penis on this. It's for aesthetic <laughs> purposes, of course. <laughs> Yeah, it's truly a magical place, though. Um, so if anyone listening is from Iceland, uh, these are definitely living it up over there. Um, and and really interesting little bit of uh, trivia about the place is that all of their hot water comes from the geothermal activity of the volcanoes. So mm. they pipe the hot water around the country rather oh, than wow. generate it from anywhere. So they actually use the land to heat the water, mm-hmm. which is really it's nice. So it's yeah, so warm. Cool. With mm-hmm. that, that like they will open because it's obviously freezing there in winter, mm-hmm. but uh, they'll open windows in winter because it actually gets so hot mm-hmm. in your in your house that you'll open a window in the middle of snow and ice and mm-hmm. all the rest of it just to to cool down a bit, which is kind of coming funny. I I did that in my house growing up because my yeah. parents were older. I was like I said, the youngest of six. Oh yeah, <laughs> they had <laughs> old the people pumping. And at yeah. some point, my dad had insulation pumped into the walls. It was an old farmhouse. Mm-hmm. Oh, but he, well, yeah. for some reason, only around my bedroom. <laughs> but the, the most, the you know, best insulated room in the house. And mm-hmm. it got so hot. I would have the windows wide open in the middle of winter. Yeah, my granny and granddad's is the same. I'm up there every day. And it's like a, a lizard's tank is what I kind of call <laughs> yeah. it. The, the terrarium is what I call it. But it, it is literally. It's helped to keeping you alive, kind of like trying to keep uh, eggs yeah warm yeah, so they can yeah. stay alive yeah it is it's like because sometimes i'll forget about it and i'm in the middle of cooking dinner and i'm like fucking hell like i actually annoyed it's so hot i'm like i'm too hot here like uh and yeah you have to open a window or something but yeah. i do have some sympathy for that it, in the past as long as i was inside the winter i'd be in short sleeves and shorts yeah, yeah. and it just this year suddenly i'm like i need a sweater oh <laughs> you're getting there now we'll yeah. have to send you over a heat lamp now you can sit under all day <laughs> i love awesome. that idea <laughs> yeah so um i suppose for the start of it Eamon, do you want to take us away here on this little sure. bit about icelandic folklore here icelandic folklore so yeah. Iceland seems to have an abundant amount of Christmas folklore. So Rob says it would be rude not to head on over to the land of the ice and snow and find out what it's all about. Mm. Um, So the first is the Yule lads. Mm -hmm. The Yule lads and their mother, Grelia, take the place of Santa Claus in Iceland. Yeah, I'm not even sure if that's how you say it. It is Grelia. It is Grelia. That's the only one I know the pronunciation for. As well, disclaimer for all of us. Yeah. uh, None of us are going to get these names Mm. right. Uh, Monsterfuls listeners are used to it. I don't know about Strange Remainers (laughs) listeners, though. (laughs) We always do, like, wide-sweeping apologies before we attempt other languages. Mm -hmm. I believe Icelandic is the closest modern language to Old Norse, if I I remember this bit of trivia. I believe that, because they were an isolated population so yeah they probably kept that same there's actually there's another bit of trivia now i don't know how true it is it kind of sounds weird to me but they reckon that um the american accent now like the sort of the broader american accent now is how english people sounded way before they emigrated over to america that's what they say no i don't know that to me sounds kind of strange because the English accent is all varied and stuff and, and really has like a lot of total differences. 
that it, it kind of is strange to me. But that's but maybe there is a bit of truth to it because again, you guys came. I wouldn't say he's became an isolated population. He had a bunch of influences from all over the world and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But it's an interesting thought. It, it was something that was bandied around a couple of years ago. Now I don't know whether now it's kind of been disproven or whatever. But yeah, yeah, it was something that they but, were saying. They used to try to get. Uh, people with the, what they call it, what the, the mid-atlantic accent that like a lot of old movie stars and stuff mm. you're like are, is that person british or are they american mm. what is that and i believe it was a an attempt to kind of literally kind of s- strike in the middle between the, the english accent and the american accent bridge the gap yeah 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 because yeah. all the if you listen to all the singers from back then like um even the kind of the rat pack and, and all those guys mm-hmm. and then a lot of the like the the dancey show band kind of people they all kind of sounded the same they were like this very safe sound kind of neutral almost the way they sang you know oh yeah mm-hmm. so the first mention of the you lads can be found in the 17th century poem of grelia mm. uh, she's described as a hideous being who is the mother of the gigantic you lads a menace to children Early on, the number and depiction of the Ulads varied greatly depending on the location. They were used to frighten children into good behavior, uh, somewhat similar to the boogeyman. The bogeyman? The boogeyman? What way do you guys say it? Boogeyman over here. Boogeyman, right. I say boogeyman because it sounds funnier. You just imagine a guy that kind of dances all the time and tries to find you. Disco Um, stew coming out of your closet. Hey! Yeah, boogeyman, we say. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah, my mom said the same. I remember as a kid being like, but boogie means like dance. And she was like, yeah, well, <laughs> that's what he is. Boogie means something um, completely else over here. I mean, it could mean, <laughs> could mean dance too, but uh, it comes from the, the Bogart, which was a um, a uh, folkloric kind of goblin type thing. Ah, see, ah. we haven't done the boogeyman yet. This is this is something that we're, we've, we've or, been meaning to do, actually, but we, we haven't done notes on him yet at all. Or maybe Boggart it is. But anyway, mm, Boggart, yeah. Bogart, one of those. <laughs> not, not Bogart. He's, he's Bogart, <laughs> rather. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. So in the late 18th century, a poem mentions 13 of them. In the mid-19th century, author John Arneson drew inspiration from the Brothers Grimm and began collecting folktales. His 1862 yes, collection. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Ah, very cool. So his 1862 collection is the first mention of the name of the Yule Lads. Mm. Um in 1932, the poem You Lads was published as a part of the popular poetry book Christmas is Coming, Jorlin Coma. Definitely oh. haven't said that right. Uh, by the Icelandic <laughs> poet Johannes Ur Kotlum. Awesome. Uh, 
I know. I'm just pretending. I watched <laughs> Norse. I watched The Norseman like a week ago. So nice. I'm just pretending. Just pretending. <laughs> movie. That's a good movie. It's really, really, really movie. Yes, I mean it is really. really <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a really good movie. Yeah. What is it? What uh, movie is it? Uh, it's Robert Eggers, right? What's the name of it? Uh, the, the Norseman. The Norseman. Oh, Norseman. Yeah. Is it mm. Norseman or Northman? I think it's Norse. I North. Oh, I watched it on the plane. <laughs> oh, it's from like Brazil. the direction. Yeah, the hey. Northman. Northman. I, I think so. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's it's very good. Yeah, very violent, very good. but but uh, yeah, it's cool the way they kind of mix fantasy with the reality. Like it shows the barbarism of it, but then it has these weird fantastical parts as well. I was totally mm-hmm. won over by those. Just yeah. and they look so good. Mm, sounds interesting. Yeah, just one to check out. Um, but anyway, this poem was popular and established what is now considered the canonical thirteen new lads, their names and their personalities. Rob, so. Here's the the thing as well. I, I'm not sure about right now because I don't have any Icelandic people to reach out to, but um, they don't really do Santa, or at least they didn't do Santa in Iceland. It was just the Yule lads. So, like, these aren't adjacent to Santa. These are Santa. These are the equivalent of Santa in Iceland. Can't you guys get Shakira to call Bjork? Yeah, yeah, actually. <laughs> we, we have... Um, I'll send it on to you, Tim. Uh, last year, do you remember we did the Shakira Christmas song last year? I mean, Yingle Bells. Uh, I, I try to wipe everything with Shakira out of my mind immediately. We did, I'm afraid yeah. of litigation. <laughs> last year we did Yingle Bells, um, and it's a Christmas jingle with uh, one of our listeners, Frederick Fink is his name, um, he what he did was he, he he used to take the songs that Eamon sang at the start of episodes and he'd like resample them and write his own music over them, <laughs> and they were awesome. Like he's really, really talented, good, yeah. and he did. I think he did the Ingle Bells one for us. I think my memory's kind of foggy <laughs> on it, but it's 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 there on the computer anyway. So I'll send it on to you, Tim. It's funny, um, but yeah. So I'm going to try and alleviate some pressure here for Alison and Tim. And I'm going to try and tackle these names. Uh, I'm going in deep here. I've got the list of you lads. Oh, you're going to do the Icelandic names? Oh, I'll try. I'll give them a go. I'll oh, boy. Go. Let's go. And then do we, do we each get to pick who our favorite Yule lad is or who we most, which Absolutely. Yule lad is? Yeah. Who we identify with. Yeah. 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 Which I, yeah. Which you will identify with. Yeah. We'll absolutely do that. Harass so. sheep. I like that. Idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're cool. So, like, again, apparently there was, you know, way more of these. So you're talking like 80 or 90 that kind of became this thing that were a very specialist thing to maybe just correct misbehaving children in certain circumstances. I think a lot of them would have been from farmland families and things like that so a lot of these kind of make sense when you go to more rural areas i suppose um so the you lads are the sons as you're saying of grilla and lepaludi how's about that they are a group i like that (laughs) they're a group of 13 mischievous pranksters who steal from or otherwise harass the population they all have descriptive names that generally convey their favorite way of causing mischief. They arrive one by one over the final 13 nights leading up to Christmas, which is Yule. They leave small gifts and shoes that children place on windowsills. But if the child has been disobedient, they leave a rotten potato in the shoe instead. Ooh, it's hard to get a rotten potato, though, right? I, I, I have you. 
we had we had an unknown smell in our old house one day (laughs) and i I was like what is this horrible smell Uh, i thought the the sewage was backing up uh, i'm looking everywhere for finally i I opened the this the drawer where we kept potatoes and i don't know how old they were Mm -hmm. but this uh, mushroom cloud of gnats comes up and and i'm just hitting the face with this you know rotten potato smell i was like oh i found it there it is so yeah yeah i didn't know they got that bad yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, Yeah. they smell really bad they smell like human waste oh they get all squishy and kind of because I've only seen them when they start to turn into like tentacles, Lovecraftian <laughs> potatoes. That's before they get the really bad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they will go. Then nasty. they eat their own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you, you used notice the other potatoes are like worshiping them in a foreign language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you lads arrive over the course of the last thirteen nights, as we said. One of them actually departs on each day. Um, beginning on Christmas Day in the order that they arrived. Thus, each of them stays for 13 days. And here are the canonical, canonical, sorry, 13 new lads in the order they arrive and depart. So, let's see. Icelandic name number one, Stekjarstor. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I'm impressed. I don't know if it's right, but it sounds good. Yeah, yeah I, I would just go with it. Just be confident. <laughs> that calls me Icelandic Bob over here, you know. Um, so the English translation of him is sheep caught clod. And uh, he harasses sheep, but is impaired by his stiff peg legs, apparently. <laughs> Um, so there's, yeah. the, there's many jokes there, but yeah, there is. there's lots, <laughs> there's lots to be made. So let's check this one. Yilgagaur, something. Yilgagaur. There we go. Gully Gawk is his name. He hides in gullies, waiting for an opportunity to sneak into the cow shed and rob an old bit of milk. That's what he's into. Um, Stufur, who is stubby, he's abnormally short. He steals pans to eat the crust left on them. So he's into his crusts. Do we like the crusts, guys? If I yeah. could have a crust pie with no, <laughs> with nothing in it, I'd be very happy. I'm f- yeah, I, yeah. I'm all about that. I second that, yeah, 100%. Alison, you about that crust life? No, I, I, I usually leave the crust for Tim and I take all the good inside toppings. Yeah, see, we have a very symbiotic pie <laughs> relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, just that give is... me the apple or the pumpkin and you can Ooh, have yeah. all the crusts. It's just a that, vehicle that is, to keep it contained. <laughs> that is how a good relationship works. Even just before we came in to record, my girlfriend was eating pizza and she left all the crusts of the pizza. I was like, you know, I'm having those. Like, <laughs> I don't care how disgusted you are by me. I'm eating them in front of you. Um, have you ever had bread and butter pudding, Tim? No. Oh, you're going to love that, son. That's yeah. basically what you do. Bread and butter pudding. Again, it's not a pudding in, say, what you guys would be familiar with. But you basically, again, it's another kind of Irish dish. You save up all of your crusts and um, even some stale bread, actually, uh, a lot of the time is actually better to use. And you make a sort of make a baked kind of, um, I suppose, kind of cakey thingy with it. It's got raisins in it. It's got custard in it. It's tasty, son. I'll send you a recipe when we're done. This seems My mom like... made something like that. She just called bread pudding. I wonder yeah, if it's, yeah. it's similar. Yeah, probably, yeah, same, probably yeah. the very same thing. Probably the very same thing. So, I did enjoy it. Yeah, it's very good. It's very good. Um, this one I was going to be tricky, lads. So, Voral Sleeker. Yeah, Voral I suppose, which mm. is the spoon liquor. Uh, that lad steals and nicks wooden spoons. Is extremely thin due to his malnutrition. 
And well, probably how good of a spoon licker is he then? He's not very good. <laughs> the spoons he's licking aren't doing bread and butter pudding, I'll tell you that much. Um, we've got uh, Potas Kefil, which is the pot scraper, and he robs leftovers from your pots. We have Askas Laker, who is the bowl licker. He hides under beds, waiting for someone to put down their asker, which is a type of bowl with a lid used instead of dishes. And he robs that, he takes that as well. It's a common theme here. So we have um, Hurdeskeller, which is the door slammer. He slams doors, especially during the night, to wake people up. He has a bit of a paranormal side to him then, I suppose, yeah, as well, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. He yeah. also sounds oh. like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we have Tim in the episode you subbed in for Eamon? Wasn't the door slamming the paranormal thing we were talking about in that episode, I believe? Yeah, it could be. I, I think do so. so much of this. Yeah, but I mean, that's yeah, that's like typical poltergeist stuff. We'll get to some more mm. down here too. That that yeah, uh, yeah, have yeah. something in common with some other Christmas creeps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the skier gammer, which is the skier gobbler. Now he has a great affinity for skier, which is uh, Icelandic yogurt. Have any of you guys had skier? Oh, I have. It's lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah very, very, very tasty. Fan of skier. Um, so we have. Oof, Jugna Cracker. He's the sausage swiper. He hides in the ra- <laughs> he hides in the rafters and snatches sausages that are being smoked. Um, make it out what you will. Um, the Gluggagegger is the window peeper. He is a snoop who looks into your windows and searches things to steal. See, so we have a, a Christmas wild man here called the Beltsnickel. Yeah, yeah, I've heard you talk about the Beltsnickel. One of the things he does is, is knocks on windows and, and peeps in windows. And we did our show on the Bellsnickel a few years back, like three years back. Mm. And uh, we had a story. I found an old newspaper article about a woman who was literally scared to death by uh, she heard Jeez. some tapping on her window, opened the window and, and saw a either someone dressed as Bellsnickel or something else. Uh, it was unclear, but they credited it to somebody dressed as a Bellsnickel. And she actually died from fright. They said, good My Lord. God. Damn son. So we have the Gattapefur, who is the doorway sniffer. He has a big, large nose and an acute sense of smell, which he can use to locate leaf bread. That sounds interesting. No fun around. I'm imagining the th- the stuff the elves gave the uh, hobbits to eat in Lord of the Rings. Lambus bread, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tasty Lambus bread, yeah. There's things over here called Nutrigrain bars. I always thought of them as Lambus bread. <laughs> <laughs> we used to call them Lambus bread around the time. We, we have Nutrigrain, right? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Lambus bread. Got that into I always song. imagine it like uh, the hard tack that they used during the war, like during the, the American Civil War, mm. that, that would last for like nine months. Tasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or a flapjack, maybe. A little bit like a flapjack, mm. maybe. Perhaps. Those are good. Um, Kit Krugkur is meat hook. He just uses a hook to steal meat. He's fairly boring, really. Um, Kurt the Sneaker, who's the last one. And this guy robs an old candle. He follows children in order to steal their candles, which at once upon a time were made out of tallow and were edible, which is why... They were stealing them, I suppose, so they could eat the candle, right? Mm. That's kind of a strange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, give me those tallow candles. They um, kind of all sound like desperately poor Dickensian orphans who just need something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and they've yeah. made them into ghoulish creatures. 
Yeah, you kind of want to help them almost, right? You're yeah. like, these, these little guys kind of need a bit of help, I think. Unless they have black eyes, I think we're fine to let them in and give them <laughs> yeah. something to eat. <laughs> Although all of those with black eyes is kind of a scary thought, to be quite honest with you. I think uh, the only one that seems to have his, his game together is uh, the meat hook guy who's trading yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to try to get some pork or whatever. Everyone else is like, I'll lick this plate. I'm going to try this spoon left over <laughs> from a pot. You know, he's just like, I'm just, I'm stealing sausage. I'm good. All right, then, Alison, which one is your spirit um, um, new lad? Well, I do like the idea of um, whatever leaf bread is. Yeah. yeah. The abnormally large nose and sense <laughs> <laughs> of smell. I feel like I have a. I feel, I feel like they don't have any Yule lasses, do they? I don't think so. See, I'm, when you say lads, I just think like I have uh, preconceived notions of like people just banging each other on the head after a football match but that could be just my american <laughs> lads, idea of what yeah. lad, lads are now you're pretty much right <laughs> but then again we will use lad fairly casually as well so but lad like, does it does it mean two pejorative. different things does it mean just yes it can just be little boys i'm with the lads can mean i'm just hanging out with my friends you know like that's mm-hmm. that's something that i would use quite yeah. often it's like where are you i'm with the lads i'm just hanging yeah, out with yeah. the now usually for a group yeah. yeah you would say for a group and it can be unisex as well. So, like, yeah. say if I was hanging with Eamon and his girlfriend, and someone asked, "Oh, where are you? I'm, I'm just hanging out with the lads," you know? Yeah. Oh, like guys, like we, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. All yeah. of us guys are doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Tim, which one do you? I, feel? I, I do enjoy a sausage. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, all about smoking those sausages. I <laughs> sausage swiper. I liked the idea of seeing him hide in the rafters. <laughs> I hope he delicate has man rafters. that he is hiding <laughs> in the rafters. Yeah. Like Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. See, it all comes back to Spider Man. No, no matter what we start with. <laughs> what about you, Robbie? What's the? Oh, I'm I'm the meat guy as well. I'm meat okay. Um, yeah. No, I'm going with the scare guy. You know, I like a bit of scare. Yeah, a bit of scare. Yeah, I have an affinity to scare. Uh, interestingly enough, don't know how it is in America. I don't know what way it works, but there's some kind of act that protects local foods and produce, right? So you can't make skier outside of Iceland here. You can't sell skier that isn't from Iceland here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the same goes for like um, like a lot of the Italian and Spanish cured meats. Mm-hmm. They have to come from those areas. Yeah, we, we have like an American version of Munster cheese, but it's spelled differently. Because the actual Munster cheese you you have to get yeah. from from Munster. You know they so. do send the sell Wexford cheese in America, by the way. So keep an eye out for it. You'll be able to get our myself and Emmons local yeah. produce. You know Wexford Creamery mm-hmm. cheese in America. You can get it wow. in America. Yeah, some of our it was the, o- it was the only thing keeping me here, Rob. I'm gonna, I'm gonna move <laughs> over. From, I'm going west. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Fievel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of cool though that they preserve those foods and kind of preserve the local. There's a a couple in Great Britain as well that they preserve, like the um, I think Melton Mulberry pies, pork pies. Uh, I think they can only be made there. I think Cornish pasties. Can I was about to say there. Cornish pasties. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's cool that they do that though. You, you kind of like to see it um, mm. rather than people just robbing say a local tradition and commercializing it, you know, there's uh, nothing of, a, there's no like distinctly American food that anybody would want though. 
Like you just want some pre-packaged hot dogs or something. Um, <laughs> you can have them. You can share our culture. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything distinctly American? See, we've had hamburgers. Some... Yeah, people have had slabs of meat on bread since the yeah, beginning. Yeah, but of time. I mean, it's kind of yeah, true, true enough. You, you, we don't you have guys, anything. I think we just you borrow. guys can tend to perfect food, though. Yeah, I think so. You know, like you definitely like hamburgers, pizzas, all that taken from different places. But the pizza you... is—I mean, it's not ours, but American pizza is. Yeah, you guys like. Well, actually, that. you just kind of have a little bit of a, a roundabout claim because tomatoes tomatoes whatever way you want to say it um those are a new world plant they come mm-hmm. from america so the italians didn't have them they're not an italian thing they only got them after they got to america but of course uh, all of you guys are in america now because those guys got there so it's kind of like a, it's like a, a weird thing but no they are uh, they're not even a european thing tomatoes at all so that's something that a lot of people don't realize. So even pizzas yeah, what, and stuff and things what, like that what, wouldn't have went back that long. What was spaghetti sauce like before? <laughs> yeah, it was probably just olive oil and mm. um, garlic. Yeah, just yeah. like that. Which, which is sound nice. Bad. It's that not really nice. Bad, yeah, I, yeah. I sometimes I'll cook a pasta like that. You know, um, mm-hmm. I, I worked in an Italian restaurant uh, growing up, and um, or like a pesto or something. Yeah, like yeah, a pesto yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah pesto is delicious yeah. too. So. Uh, yeah, um, Alison, do you want to tell us a little bit about Grilla, the the mother of the Yule lads here? Oh, okay. I'll do the one feminine part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's 13 boys and their unfortunate mother. That yeah. she didn't have them all at once, did she? They're sec- like sequential, I guess. They're of I'd, different ages, I suppose. I don't. I don't know. You'd have to. I'm not that deep into it now, to be honest. But <laughs> maybe they just all came out at once. Eighty yeah. of them, or maybe, whatever. Maybe it is a question of she's an ogress. Do they like have litters, or do yeah. they just you know one at a I time? I had two at once, and I'm telling you, thirteen sounds like you might as well just. <laughs> oh, you had twins, did you? Yeah, oh, yeah, the kids are twins. Yeah. Ah, well, okay, okay, yeah. So it was all at once for you then. Yeah. Boy and a girl, and done. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that's and, uh, and just eleven more to go, and then I'll be an ogress. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the Yule lad's mother is the ogress Grilla. Grilla is one of the oldest mythical characters in Icelandic folklore. She's mentioned in the 13th century manuscripts, and we can also find Grilla in the Faroe Islands and a closely related ogre in Ireland. She's closely related to the fear of hunger. She's always hungry, and she threatens to snatch away children. Usually the naughty ones. Does, so what's what's the related ogre in Ireland? Do you know? No idea. Um, <laughs> no, there's there's lots of ogres in Ireland. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think. Is there any famous like? Because the, obviously the most famous kind of female uh, ghoul is I can't even think of female ogres, but the banshee would be the famous one. That's the ghoul, yeah. But like in terms, to be quite honest with you, in terms of that side of the folklore of Ireland, we haven't delved too deep into it yet. Um, we because because we started with cryptids and stuff like that. We sort of the folklore is kind of coming around more so now. Mm. Now that we're running through most of the cryptids, you know, you get through them eventually. <laughs> you're like, yeah, we've done all those guys. But the folklore is something that it gets tricky. You know yourself, Tim, as well. When you're, um, it was even for the same reason that we're not really doing a Yule episode uh, this year is because. I looked into Yule, um, and of course, because it's the season, super stuck for time, and uh, you guys are under pressure too. And um, 
I just realized I was like, with this stuff, it goes back so far and you have like 25 tabs open. Oh, yeah. Like different (laughs) takes of like what may or may not have happened. Um, When you're talking about ogres and stuff, it's not as bad or things like that. But when you're talking about Christmas and you're getting into like Christianity and stuff, it can be tricky because you're, you're wanting to be right. You know, you don't want to sound right. like an idiot, an idiot. Yeah. when you're talking about a cryptid or something, it's whatever. But when you're talking about something that, you know, there's millions of people believe in, you're like, I kind of want to get a little bit better um, as, as well, because generally whenever we touch religion is when we get blowback. <laughs> so we're, we're trying to approach it a bit better now and, and at least be a bit more comprehensive and so Yule itself is a super complicated and sort of wishy-washy kind of thing because it ties in with Roman stuff. And then the pagan stuff is kind of like tied in with Christianity. And then there's all the the birth of Christ stuff. And is it a retroactive thing? And there's a lot to get into. To be, truth be told, you could probably do a huge series about oh, sure. that. Yeah that may be spanned the whole month of December. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it can be, it can be kind of tricky. So the Irish ones, Lord only knows there's probably, <laughs> to be honest, there's probably 20 of them even, do you know? Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's a tricky one. I know <clears throat> I found a, a book my dad had in the house. It was folklore of Wexford. Yeah. Stuff I'd never heard of in my life. Like these free rolling heads that are down by the river in Blackwater and all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. and that's just our sort of little wedge of Ireland. So that's one out of 32 counties, mm-hmm. and there's a huge book dedicated to it, which probably doesn't even encompass all of it. So I'd say if you went through the whole, because I even just did a quick look there to find the Irish ogre, and I, <laughs> I ogress rather, and I, I couldn't find it. <laughs> which means it which means it's impossible to find if I couldn't find it in two to three minutes. <laughs> what I will say is all... Um, before we get back to Grilla is that Icelandic and Irish culture shared a lot because Ireland mm. was at one point in time, while Dublin was the biggest Viking trading post at one point in time. Mm-hmm. And what that meant was trading of spices, whatever, but also trading of people, uh, mm. slaves, wives, things like that. So they would take um, the Irish women generally and bring them to iceland so there would have been maybe a lot of crossover of culture from those type of things so i suppose it's quite possible that grilla maybe has some of that old irish kind of um bleed through uh, mm-hmm. in her you know i mean does she not sound like just a mother of a lot of boys like she could just be a catholic mom with a lot of boys <laughs> she, she, yeah. <laughs> she could be yeah i mean yeah i i think like some of my my grandparents had way more than uh these kids i think actually <laughs> i think actually yeah my my granny's granny i think had something like 17 children and mm. how do you live through that i mean the odds of you dying in childbirth at that time are so high to be able to effectively not die <laughs> during I mean, 17 births yeah, I, I like. I, it, it, to me, that's absolutely insane. But they had no contraception. Rains mm. a lot in Ireland, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah how dark does it get this time of year? Um, it's pretty early, like by five, five, six. Yeah. Winter solstice is tomorrow at the time of recording, yeah. folks. That's so, right, yeah. um, longest day of the year. So, our shortest. So it, it's mm. um, yeah, it, it's super dark up until about nine, 
Um, and then the sun will set again at around five, half four or five. So not that much light. Yeah. You guys get maybe an hour longer, maybe in the winter. Would I be right? Uh, it, this time of year, we, it's it's dark by five. Okay, so much the same mm. then. Probably the same, yeah. It, yeah. It's a light a little bit earlier in the morning, I think. Then. Yeah, we have light earlier in the morning. We have, well, because we mess with the time and everything. True. You know, uh, for the daylight yeah. savings time thing where we just convince ourselves that we actually have more or less time. And I can't even remember the rush. It's for farmers that don't exist anymore because it's all part <laughs> of a huge conglomerate of... <laughs> Yeah. Big time change. Big time, yes. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they did. It's um they're trying to fix that now in Ireland uh, and Europe where they just go on a standardized time. They they get rid of this whole savings thing. We do the same thing. We have that savings time. Actually, yeah. there's sometimes I think Tim maybe where we went to record, maybe in our times were actually out of sync from yeah. what they usually are. Mm-hmm. We're like usually five hours, and I think one time it might have been four hours. Yeah, there's a brief window because yeah. I think you guys changed um, the clocks a little bit later mm-hmm. um, yeah, in the yeah. fall. No, we we the same when we went to Brazil. Initially, we were four hours uh, behind when we got there. And then after a day or two, it was three hours because they had done their the old switcheroo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So, Alison, do you want to get back to Grilla? Fill us in. Sure. As the Yule lads became gentler in the 20th century, Grilla remained evil, keeping the old tradition of evil Christmas spirits alive. In old stories, she has many heads, eyes in the back of her head, bearded fangs, a tail and hooves, an actual monster. Mm. Grilla is a domineering woman. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Is that me? Are you throwing shade to him? Are you? Oh, Lord. I do have eyes in the back of my head. (laughs) (laughs) You'll get him after this episode. Grilla is a domineering woman. She's often shown beating and berating her husband. (laughs) (laughs) According to the legend, uh, thank you, is the third of Grilla's husbands. (laughs) She killed and ate her first husband, Guster. Timothy. (laughs) Her second husband, Bali, whom she also murdered. After the two had a large number of troll children, As and her you. current husband is said to be living with her in their cave in Dimu Borgir. Have you ever heard of them? They're a oh, they yeah, the metal, metal band, band right? Yeah, so yeah. there's the Dimu Borgir Lava Fields. I think that's the right way to say it, but they're also a metal band. Um, the- they're not great, but anyway, I don't know. <laughs> Somebody's uh, upset. <laughs> <laughs> just must, yeah. With the big black Yule cat and their sons, I'm just gonna have you say it every time because it's Lepaludi. <laughs> it's lazy. It's and not even trying. Lepaludi. <laughs> I know now. All of a sudden, like a he's Mario Italian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a me, a Lepaludi. <laughs> I make pizza with the fish. It's lazy and mostly stays at home in their cave. Tim, Grilla supposedly <laughs> has dozens of children with her previous husbands, but they are rarely mentioned nowadays. Ah, so we do have the Yule Cat. Tim is going to do the Yule Cat because there's a, a full a full poem and a bit about the Yule Cat. But what does make a hard and she sounds like a formidable foe. Mm. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like she's had a lot more than just the 13 kids as well. This is just with a Lipaludi. Her name is. It like yeah. Sounds like she's had dozens of kids with a a couple of other guys. Round, hmm. round, get around. She gets around. Yeah, she does. She seems like that kind of cat. Um, three husbands though, all the same. 
Well, look, she was married, so it was all within wedlock, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, no, was, you know, all above yeah. board. Interesting start for it's just. I find it strange that they just don't have Santa and in, in place this is the norm. Like it's quite because like even Krampus and stuff like that um, seems like he was always kind of the the yang to Santa's yin, right? Um, <laughs> but this is more like yeah, no, we just believe in a bunch of kind of weird goblins that rob everything on us. It's like uh, kind of seems a bit lackluster, does it not? And I mean, that getting... area is looking like the perfect place to to host Santa. The, yeah mm. yeah yeah maybe yeah. santa needs to come in and show everyone what's up you know pay-per-view santa versus the <laughs> you lads start body slamming the little fuckers you know <laughs> he, you gotta like but santa has to have some sort of tag team because i reckon mrs claus she was she always seemed formidable in anything i saw her in mrs Claus you know, versus the- Grilla wrestling match yeah Oof. yeah Maybe we need to do like a tables, ladders, chairs match. Santa <laughs> and Mrs. Claus versus Grilla. Because, you know, Lepaludi, he's not going to do anything. He's just, he'll throw the fight. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's just watching football on TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a, like a, like a, the Italian he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, cats, lads, are these cat people? A lot of cats feature in folklore. We're talking about a Yule cat, but do you guys like cats? In, in Ireland, cats are a divisive animal. Mm, very, yeah. I'm fine with cats. I, I'm a, I, you know, I would label myself a dog person, but that doesn't mean I hate cats. I, mm. I enjoy a cat. I love a cat, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love a cat. Mm-hmm. Alison. Alison is Oh, silent. I like cats. Oh. Yeah, I like cats. Mm. It's a funny thing over here, especially in some of the more west counties there's people who just hate cats oh no i think it's pretty common here man some of my friends hate cats really yeah, yeah. i thought yeah. it was more for like the kind of donegal you no, know the places no, where they eat no. their young and stuff for mana we have a listener from Fermanagh. he messaged me on instagram the other day and i was like Fermanagh's like the island off last i've never met anyone from there i don't it's just there in name only you know what they have in Fermanagh? i was oh. there once and i stayed in the bubble domes the bubble so it's basically okay, it's like it's domes. like it's a giant inflated sort of room if you like mm-hmm. and you can look out into the stars at night so it's it's really beautiful so to have something um, that you could get anywhere else then basically is what you're saying yeah aside from that we went <laughs> yeah you mean the outside yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they, they had they have air and plastic that they use outside it's, it's pretty awesome <laughs> and the ability to look up <laughs> now to be fair i'm after pinching my sciatic nerve so i don't always have that ability at the moment oh. so <laughs> well you have that ability as long as you like electric pain running down your ass exactly yeah as long as my right glute doesn't explode (laughs) i can can, can manage it i think though there's a lot of heavy cat folklore in ireland there's a lot of superstition buying cats and a lot of it was negative which to me is surprising because like my granddad hates cats for example and there's a bunch of old old people really hate and i'm like keep the cats around cats get rid of rats uh as a matter of fact i reckon that's how cats got to ireland was because the Vikings used to keep them under boats to keep away mm. rats from the food and stuff like that from the getting grains, on the boats. Yeah. So 
I think they're great. I mean, keep them away from everything. I love those Maine Coons as well. I kind of want one of those. Oh, they're, oh, they're yeah. actually my uncle whose house I'm going to, he has two Maine Coons. Totally mm. docile and really friendly and nice, but they're just so big. Like my niece, is, she's only going to be four in January, but when she's just, it's, it's as if she's seeing like a mystical animal. Well, yeah, that'd be like a lion to her, yeah. Yeah, they're so big, you know, it's awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, Just keep, make sure the Maine Coons don't go for the fucking turkey when it's frying, otherwise you'll have a fried Maine Coon for the dinner. <laughs> yeah, look, there's enough to feed the family anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tim, Yule Cats, what's the crack? A Yule Cat, you say? Yes, a Yule Cat indeed. At Christmas time in Iceland, families give warm clothing to each member of their household. According to legend, there is a frightening Christmas cat who stalks the snowy countryside and gobbles up anyone not equipped for the cold and wintry weather. Mm. Families in Iceland work together to ensure nobody will go to the Christmas cat. Mm. This terrifying Christmas cat is also referred to as the Yule cat. The idea is that families gift each other new and warm clothes for the winter and make the Yule cat an offering of some warm weather gear. If not, the Yule cat will gobble you up like some fishy treats. Mm. The message is passed down to children who are taught to work hard. And if they don't or are bad children, the Christmas cat will eat them. Mm. Terrifying, but effective. Yeah, yeah. So so, so these cats are kind of, maybe some of this folklore was passed down as well. Maybe that's why the Irish people don't like cats either, because they're worried about getting et by them. Yeah, there's cats. It, I always love that line. I think it was from the Constantine movie, the Hellblazer mm. um, movie they made years ago. But, but they need a cat to do one of these rituals to open a portal to hell. Mm-hmm. And he needs the cat to be in like water, and she's like, "Why oh, can't?" He's like, "Oh, they're kind of half in and half out of hell already. Oh, <laughs> they have that kind of energy, you know." Okay, right. So uh, there is a beloved poem about the Yule cat by Johannes Urkutlum, a oh, very good, <laughs> which describes the huge cat's sharp teeth and glaring yellow eyes, along with the belief that one must work hard for Christmas to avoid being punished by the Yule cat. Here is the poem. How do you want to do that? Shall you I take, take it, away? it away, Tim. You take it oh, away. Oh, I man. think someone should sing it, don't you think? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Evan, if you can sing it, by all means, we're all ears. Uh, I tell you what. I tell you what. How about um, uh, we meet halfway? We right. can sing. We can sing a stanza each. Oh no, I'm not no, singing. I can't sing. No, no. <laughs> everyone's just like no. Okay, then, then I guess Tim's just gonna have to read it. <laughs> <laughs> you all know the Yule Cat, and that cat was huge indeed. People didn't know where he came from or where he went. He opened his glaring eyes wide, the two of them glowing bright. It took a really brave man to look straight into them. His whiskers, sharp as bristles, his back arched up high, and the claws of his hairy paws were a terrible sight. He gave a wave of his strong tail. He jumped and he clawed and he hissed, sometimes up in the valley, sometimes down by the shore. He roamed at large, hungry and evil, in the freezing Yule snow. In every home, people shuddered at his name. If one heard a pitiful meow, something evil would happen soon. Everybody knew he hunted men, but didn't care for mice. Yeah, the whole word rhyming part of the poem isn't really there, but I suppose it's not essential. Um, I'm sure if you have it in Icelandic, maybe it's... This is true. You know, maybe it sounds like everything they say, because you know, like it's that kind of melody to it word mm. stuff makes my head hurt 
put it that way because <laughs> hard stuff makes my head hurt. <laughs> no, it does, man. Because it, it it's kind of unrelated, but I kind of wonder how they do it. So, so in obviously Pokemon, right? Huge in America, huge in in a bunch of English speaking places, and huge in Japan. But a lot of the name translations are English. Like they wouldn't apply to Japanese if you get me, because they're like, mm-hmm. like they're word plays. So I just don't know how to do that. I wonder if they just have writers to do separate things. Yeah. So I suppose with the same with poems and things, it's just uh, some of it can get lost in translation or mm-hmm. has to be totally readapted. <laughs> you need somebody like the- Tolkien to translate it. You yeah. know, what he would do a very yeah, like yeah. artful kind mm-hmm. of version. Mm-hmm. It was Japanese, like our friend tried to tell us the what viz comics mean and like the the English rhyming slang that we don't understand. Like, oh, like Cockney slang. Well, like uh, like Giles and Piles and like not having oh, to know that that you have to do all these like like these huge leaps in uh in the language to even understand why they're funny. Mm, yeah. The, the, that is something that can get lost uh, across, yeah, just even English-speaking places as well, mm. where it's like there's certain ways of wording things that, that just goes over the heads for certain people, yeah. Are we talking about, like, the apples and pears for the stairs? That kind of thing with the Cockney rhyme? Oh, well, yeah, maybe that's where it's based in, but I remember him telling us, like, there was, a, like, a poem about, like, Farmer Giles or something like that, and he's like, well, that's, like, a, a rhyming thing talking about piles, talk, which uh, is hemorrhoids, which uh, is, yeah, so like, so you they, have to know, would, like, that Farmer that farmer Giles call, was... Right, which I believe is a Tolkien thing, but they would, they would uh, call hemorrhoids farmers, but right. it came from Farmer Giles, which rhymes with piles. It's, ah, it's like this whole, like, yeah. yeah. Well, that's almost like that sounds like kind of wartime cold speak, almost. That does, right? Mm. It's like completely different. Don't they have, it wasn't used to be your head used to be bread or brown yeah. bread or something, but then it became loaf because loaf is related to bread, a loaf yeah. of bread. So the, the expression would be like, use your head would just be like, use your loaf. But it's so far because bread rhymes with head and a loaf makes bread. And right, I, I right. imagine just over time, like that, that's where it got to. But it can be really confusing. Certainly, the first time you hear them, you're like, "What? I don't, I don't get this." When you're brown bread, you're dead. When you're brown bread, you're dead as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things like that. Yeah, no, it can be tricky for sure. Um, it's like cultural context or something, isn't it? It's things you just pick up from being around. Well, even people. even think of like the American way. The way in the last in the last, I guess, twenty years, saying something was sick means yeah. it's good or yeah, bad yeah. means it's just like oh yeah, that that's so bad and you're like does that mean it's good it's like yeah it's totally sick you're like i have no idea what's happening radical <laughs> radical is another one like mm-hmm. we we wouldn't really use rad or radical over here radical would just yeah. mean radical like in the literal we, sense you know i think we even we even had it to a small scale ourselves because one of our friends heard a guy on the back of a bus he came up to him and he asked him for blem and my mate was like, what's blame? He goes, you know, a bit of the old hash. Do you have any hash? And he was like, he's like, no. But then we all started calling Call it blame. blame. Yeah, that's and true. so you'd be out with somebody like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just looking for a bit of blame. And people would be like, what? What, yeah. <laughs> what, is, what, is, the, what is the etymology of that? <laughs> like, where does yeah, I can't even figure that. Someone else I know once referred to pornography as grumble. 
And I have no idea what, what like where that came from or what it means. <laughs> and it could be just you. It could just be singular to that actual person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's like not my friend. Yeah. Like not my friend has like totally different like language altogether. Like we all get to a vulgar, but he has there's a strange familiar audience here. I don't want to upset. Just there's a lot of. Um, oh, you got to tell him about Butsy. I yeah, when well, I first right, heard okay. that I laughed. For so instead, I, instead of Pussy, he says Butsy. And I'm like, what is Butsy? And like, he'll just use it in a, in a matter of fact way. Like, and you're like, man, people don't know that you just make up <laughs> what words. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you can't just go in with these made up words when you're talking to people. Uh, but yeah, there are people like that. And maybe they are the trailblazers of, um, of, of, of these of phrases. We, and stuff, we need you know? these people. Yeah. When I was in high school, my group of friends decided that we were going to fool our parents by calling weed duck. Ah, so we would know. we would you know call each other up but we were so obvious about it, it was like <laughs> dude are the ducks flying oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> like, right. yeah yeah we thought we were so clever our parents probably do exactly what we were talking about yeah yeah uh, yeah totally right so before we get out of here guys um what are your plans for christmas what are the renters doing eating Eating, yeah, yes. nice. We've really nice. all holidays have been just reduced to eating festivities, nice. and I was just chilling out at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just aren't going to any other family or anything like that. Just going to be a relaxed one. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I'm sure Allison has this incredible night plan for me that she just hasn't uh, revealed to me yet. <laughs> Which, in all of the years we've known each other, I've never done before. So <laughs> it's been building up to this one, right? right. <laughs> I just thought I'd wait a good thirty years into our friendship to. Uh... <laughs> um, yeah, we usually do board games, chill out. Oh, that's food. Fun. Yeah, board games are a good good thing to play. So um, yeah, probably do a little bit of that. Play some. Yeah, we might do it. Like a game with the kids. Sometimes we can mm. we can get them bored enough to uh, to play a game with us. Yeah, board games are underrated. They're making a comeback. You know, it's yeah. good to see. There's a. There's I love a, a board game. Yeah, so do I, man. It, they're one of those things that, especially with, with my age group, kind of fell out of favor. You know, and only recently when we've had get-togethers, we started playing them, and like you're you're kind of like these are really fun. We should do these more. You know, they're really mm-hmm. good, and there's a really like. Nowadays, with the internet and like crowdfunding and Patreon and and things like that, there's like board games, new board games popping up all the time with like oh, every yeah. type of get- scenario you can think of. Like it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So we'll definitely do that. Eamon, what are you doing for um, Christmas? Oh, you're doing the you're down to Onelian Grove, which is your Onelian. Yeah, we're going to burn the effigy of Moloch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's us. No, uh, down to the folks on Christmas Eve. I'd say we'll chill out and then. Christmas Day will be everyone making a big deal of my niece because uh, she's so young. So we'll all be giving her presents. It was funny last year we were down there and, you know, uh, myself, the girlfriend was down there and we were all giving her presents. She's just getting present after present after present, like a conveyor belt. And then when the final present came, she just looked up and she was like, more. I want more. <laughs> she didn't understand that, like, the presents would just stop. eventually. She was, you know, she was only like two i guess at the time oh. uh, but yeah it was very it was very cute and she knew sign language for more like this way of hitting her hands together just like more more and we were like, no that's enough honey it's not but uh yeah so i think we'll make a big deal of her enjoy that that uh she's 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 doing that actually shout out to my dad so he bad. told me today he sent me a very odd uh text message which said buy ireland's own and go to page 57 
Okay. Um, Ireland Zone is this really like it's the most Irish magazine, mm-hmm. like old school magazine you can buy here. Um, so much so that like every page is just paper. You know, magazines usually have that sleek kind of glossy uh, paper. This is like <laughs> really old school kind of paper. But he uh, he got a poem in it on page fifty seven, and it's about him and my niece going around looking in the windows at Christmas. So it's very nice. wholesome. And nice. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Yeah. That's nice. great. Very that's cool. awesome. I must buy that. Have a, yeah, a, a yeah. copy for myself. I'll definitely go. Yeah, I, I have it up here because he sent it to me. Go to page fifty-seven, and they have they always have these these spreads about obscure Irish things. Mm-hmm. And this one was about Peter Riley, who must be some old uh, musician from here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, Dad, I didn't know. You know, I like to have Peter Riley so much. Thanks for <laughs> sharing me out about that. But yeah, he just had a bit on the side. But it was very very cool to to see the poem there. So and it's nice that it's about my niece as well. So I'm sure she'll get a bit of enjoyment out of it when she's a bit older. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right folks um will we get out of here we hightail it sounds like a plan have a good shortest day tomorrow yeah you too enjoy the, the old winter <laughs> solstice folks yeah you know anything uh, could happen um and as well have a have a merry christmas mm, you as well christmas. yeah well i'm sure we'll talk to you in the new year happy 2023 absolutely many it's happy returns as well all the best All right, Chad, what's going on at Ruck Rabbit Outdoors for the winter? Well, we just recently had our knife sale, which is now done. We had two really nice new axes put on the site and some new wool coats. And I have some special, very, very limited edition new things coming. I actually have four specially made wool-rich blankets. They're in the uh, brown and red ruck rabbit colors and they even have a little nice embroidered ruck rabbit label on the one corner and they're queen sized and they're very thick made in Canada especially for us and uh, they're very beautiful they will be hitting the site probably uh, I'd say either before the new year or definitely after the new year and they're very limited edition just four of them they're much cheaper than, like, say, a Woolrich or Pendleton or any other brand uh, Hudson Bay blanket and just as thick for their size. So, And they're that nice queen size that a lot of woodsmen like to, so they can wrap around themselves and keep them warm on these cold winter nights like we're literally standing in right now. Yeah. They're really awesome. Really awesome. I ordered five. Of course, I kept one for myself. Sweet. And... Um, these four, like I said, there's no other four like them in the world. And uh, they'll be on there and they're going to be about $225, which seems like a lot. But the same size uh, Hudson Bay blanket is almost 500 So, yeah, very, very limited. I don't know if we'll ever make them again because it took a long time to have them done. COVID really put a cramp on that. We'll see. I mean, if they move, we might make more, but they won't be in this color. All right. They definitely won't be in this color. So this is a getting while we got them thing. Etsy shop name, Ruck Rabbit Outdoors. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, we're going to explore pandemonium. And like I said, if, if anything happens worth reporting, you guys will hear it on the show. Yep. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yep. For those who celebrate, happy holidays. For yep. 
whatever winter holiday you celebrate, if you don't celebrate Christmas. Have a great solstice. You know, we are right now, even though we're freezing. That's right. (laughs) And uh, I'll be back soon with more Strange Familiars. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts, music, books, art, podcasts, and more. Intro and background music is by Stone Breath. If you want to hear more or purchase music by Stone Breath, you can go to stonebreath.bandcamp.com. Strange Familiars is on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangefamiliars, where you can join the Strange Familiars gathering group. We're on Instagram at strangefamiliars, and you can always find us on the web at strangefamiliars.com.